Welcome to Victory Church Podcast. At Victory, we are committed to connecting people to God, His church and their purpose. For more information, visit victorychurch.net.au. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. Three months ago when I visited Kaliwasi, I slept one night in that home and in the morning I had seven children who live in the mercy home. We had breakfast together. So before breakfast, I asked one of them, can somebody pray for breakfast? I was surprised because a girl that had a veil, a Muslim girl, praying. And I was waiting that she will pray in an Islamic prayer, but I was surprised when she started saying, Heavenly Father. And at the end of the prayer, she mentioned, in the name of Jesus. I was surprised. And when they left for school, I asked Pastor Johannes, Pastor Johannes, tell me, that girl, pray in Jesus' name. Tell me about that girl. And he finally said, Pastor Paulus, this is what happened. Two months ago, three Muslim children in the home already gave their life to Jesus. And this is the most important thing for us here. So your ministry, your involvement, your compassion changes many lives. Amen. And you never know. Because I asked Pastor Johannes, and you let them still dress like a Muslim. And he said, yes. Why? Because... When they go to high school, they have a chance to witness to other Muslims about what's happening in their lives. Church, you never know. Your prayer, your involvement changes many lives. Amen. Another thing yet, uh, I think it's not only children change, but also what we are doing with the uh, the code project and also the traditional music that we have in that centers, it really unite the Muslims and the people in the village. Now, Indonesia is in very critical time right now where radical Muslim is growing, very significantly growing among the uni people, uni students. And government is really uh, struggling how to de-radicalize those Muslims. But what we are doing now, with you coming, teaching Muslims, it's really uh, making them moderate. We help them to understand that there's another religion that's doing good, Christianity, Jesus. So in a way, you are putting a Christian values in their lives. That's why the government is very happy with us. I want to show you uh, one of the award that we got in 2016 by the grace of God that Mercy Indonesia awarded by national government of Indonesia as the best social foundation in Indonesia in 2016. Praise the Lord. Now, part of that is because 
we are making impact not only for the Christian society or Christian community but also helping the Muslims helping Kalibasi village once again thank you very much for your support thank you for your prayer I invite you every single person in this room please come to Kalibasi one day Amen <laughs> Church I want to share with you one thing that God is really doing in uh, our ministry is one of them is radio ministry Radio ministry is making impact. Like last year, we planted nine FM station, and mostly we put station in West Papua. Papua is in very critical situation right now because every week about 2,000 Muslims coming to the island. So we want to make uh, like a radio station in every district in Papua. And I show you, this is the tool to win Papua, to bring Papua to Jesus is the solar radio. We usually open radio in one island or a district where there's no radio at all. So our station is the only station in that island. And then we gave away fake tune radio. I will show you, I want to show you that radio. Fake tune solar radio. And what I mean by fake tune, it's only one frequency, our radio. So you can't listen to other stations only. And <laughs> that's one. You know, you put under the sun for two hours and you can listen to our station for the whole night. Whole day, whole night. And then because five o'clock in the morning, you turn on our station, you listen the gospel, you uh, listen good teaching. And usually, you know, after three months, people will come to our station saying, oh, we have 20 families in the village listening to your station. Can you send someone to teach about the gospel. Praise the Lord. That small tool can save the whole family. Last year, we planted 90, uh, 64 new churches through the radio and through other ministry. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God is good. Now, if you talk about mission, this is what I want to share with you. You talk about mission, we have to talk about compassion. Because compassion is the best motivators for doing mission. Now, somebody said to me, never do mission because of possession or position. Do mission because of compassion. Now, that's why I want to talk. Your compassionate heart for Kalevasi changed many lives. So I want you to continue doing that. Now, I learned in the, in the last 34 years in doing ministry, you know, I found out compassion is the best one. Now, let's talk about compassion. Compassion came from two words. Com means together. Passion means suffering, suffer or pain. So if you have a compassion mean, you are willing to suffer for somebody else. Amen. <laughs> the problem is due to social media somebody did a study your sensitivity to the poor to the suffering to the needy decreased 40 percent because every day you can see on the social media what's happening this is very very dangerous if we don't have compassion sometime or one day, the church may not doing mission. 
So I want to talk about compassion, willing to suffer for somebody else. I'm who I am right now because somebody has compassion on me. Compassion saves lives. Compassion saved me. Let me tell you my story a little bit. Why compassion saved? I know that boy. That was me. That's the only picture I had in my childhood. The only picture because I was very poor. My mother and my father divorced when I was six years old. My father left me and uh, he lived in different island. My mother married with another man with three children. So I left by myself. I lived by myself. I was very poor. And sometimes just to get lunch, I need to work for somebody else. And when I left my village for high school, I lived with a Christian family. For many years, I've been training to become a Muslim because I live with my grandfather and my grandfather's house is just 50 meters from the mosque. So I was trained to become a strong Muslim. But when I left my village for high school, I stayed in homestay owned by Christians. This is what happened. The owner of the homestay, every night, pray for me. And many times I heard she pray and mention my name. She mentioned my name on her prayer. And one day she asked me, will you come with me to church? I said, no, I'm a Muslim. I will not come to church. And she persuaded me many times to come with her to go to church. Until one day she said, hey, there's a sign and wonders meeting. You want to see sign and wonders? Healing ministry? Oh, sign and wonders. For Muslims, that's interesting. So I said, I want to come. So I went there. I saw people on a wheelchair being prayed and instantly healed. So deep down in my heart, I felt something special about Christ. There's something special about Christ. The third night, when I sat at the back of the church, I was crying after listening to the message. And then I didn't know why I was crying. But I felt peace in my heart that I never had before. And suddenly, I think, I said, I believe in Jesus. I believe in Jesus. And then I said, can I come tomorrow night? Can I come next Sunday? And then finally, I regularly come. And what happened is she said, you know, I've been praying for you for two years. She had compassion on me. The owner of the homestay never known because he passed, uh, she passed away already. She never known her compassion changed my life and what happened with me right now. I am who I am right now because somebody has compassion on me. Every time I saw that picture, I remember it's because of compassion. So Pastor John Canoon from Sydney asked me, Paulus, if you never met Jesus, what would happen with your life? I said, I may stay in the jail right now. I may join the radical group. I may, I may do something which is not pleasing God. Church, 
you never know that the compassion that you have to somebody else will change lives. Do something. Amen? Compassion not only changing life. I like to share this one. Compassion disturbs. In fact, my own definition about compassion is please disturb me. Now, I want to ask you if I carry two T-shirts now, the red one has a sign, please disturb me. And the blue one says, please do not disturb me, I'm already disturbed. <laughs> now, honestly speaking, which one you like to wear? The red one, please disturb me, or the blue one, please do not disturb me. Honest, be, be honest with me. How many said, Pastor Paulus, I like the blue one? Blue? You're honest. Okay. How many of you said, oh, I like the red one? Please disturb me. Not many. This is dangerous. Because how many of you, every day you disturb Jesus? Two o'clock in the morning, you have a stomach problem. And you say, Lord Jesus, help me, help me. Have you never had reply from heaven saying, oh, he's on furlough? <laughs> or come tomorrow night, it's the office already closed. Now, every time you disturb Jesus, Jesus is always available for you. And now Jesus said, do something for your neighbors. He is starving. And you say, here I am, Lord, send Pastor Tony. Church, compassion means you are willing to be disturbed. Amen. Now, before I continue, are you willing to be disturbed? Seriously. Especially in Australia, are you willing to be disturbed by your neighbors? I was disturbed last night by my neighbors. Disturbed. Somebody got drunk. Church, I want to share this because this one is lost in many churches. It's lost in many Christian hearts. It's happened during Jesus' time. You remember the story about the Good Samaritan? It's a man being robbed and beaten and bleeding, and the religious people, different angle. They didn't want to see that because it's disturbed. And Jesus came out from Jericho in a blind man by the name Patimaeus cried out, Son of David, help me. Have mercy on me. And all the disciples said, His schedule is so tight. Don't bother him. And Jesus stopped and stood up and said, Call him. Compassion means, please disturb me. Are you willing to be disturbed? The first one that will disturb is your schedule. Compassion will disturb your schedule. Hallelujah. Oh, time is money. Time is money. I have a very tight schedule. I don't have time to do this. Remember, if you have compassion, you are willing to give your time to help your neighbors, to help your brothers. Amen. 
church. I visited Calibacy. I took Pastor Tony and Kathy to Calibacy because I was disturbed to see children with no self-image because they are poor. They have been uh, living with the stigma, you are communist, you are not good. That was me. That was me 53 years ago. And I don't want that happen to the children in Calibacy where I came from. I was born in Calibacy. And I want something happen to me, something happen to those children. Who knows that there will be other Paulus from Calibacy. Are you willing to be disturbed? Number two, you may not be happy with this. You know, compassion disturbs your wallet. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> not many Christians like this one either. <laughs> That's good Samaritan. Finally, they took the man, go to like a hospital and say, whatever it costs, I will pay. Compassion always involves giving. Now, the only problem with Christians sometimes is you can be very enthused, uh, like on fire when you uh, sing or listen to the message or listen to testimony, but when it's time to giving, not many Christians like this part. Honestly speaking, I'm, I'm not offending you, but let me say this. I never see stingy people happy. Have you seen stingy people? They never smile at you because they're scared if you take your smile again. Uh, some, your neighbor will take your smile again. But I learned at the end of the day, is the question in heaven is not how much do you have, but how much do you give with what you have. Church, when we talk about compassion, it's always involved giving. Amen. It's not always money. It's not always money. Sometimes you just need to give word of encouragement to your friend. Sometimes you just lay hand and pray. Sometimes you just give your smile. When you give something, the words of God said, give and you will be given. Amen. Let me tell you that I, I heard that uh, there's a, a church in Adelaide. This is maybe only, it's like a joke, but I want to share with you. There's a church in Adelaide that has a lot of evil spirit inside. And the pastors and all the deacon already doing like exorcism more, doing like, a, uh, what do you call it? Uh, trying to expel the whole evil spirit from the church. But the, but the evil spirit still live in the church. So the senior pastors invite specialized evangelists that could in casting out the devil. So these pastors just came to the church and grabbed a guitar and sang a song. There's a power, power in the blood of Jesus. Usually before the song finish, all the devil already out. But in that church, all the devils smile. Not even one move. And then he grabbed something. Oh, at the cross. There's a cross in the pulpit. And he just, <laughs> in the name of Jesus, all the evil spirits just clap their hand. Not even one move. And finally, 
that evangelists said maybe the evil spirit is special in this building. Not even one move on scare about Jesus. And finally he used the big Bible. Because he remembered Jesus defeated the devil using it is written. It is written. Not even one move from or get out from the church. And finally he got frustrated and left the church. And all of a sudden he saw offering back. And deep in his mind, who knows, using offering back, you can expel all the devil. And then he ran the offering bags and all evil spirit ran out from the church. <laughs> This is joke. <laughs> so many people are scared of giving. But if you want to do mission, mission always involves giving. Yeah. Amen. Again, when was the last time you give something to somebody? And after that, you felt the joy of the Lord that you never paid with money. I mean, the joy, a sense of significance because you make somebody significant. Amen. Give something. You know, simple thing. Smile. Who knows your smile is the only smile he ever received in his life. And to smile, you don't need to put on your wallet or have sweat. To, just to smile. Smile. Even when you smile to somebody you never known, you will receive smile from them. Right? Give and you will be given. This is what happened. I love to give. Our ministry starts with giving, giving, giving. What happened? A few months ago, I went to Jakarta in an early flight, like at 6 o'clock in the morning. So I arrive at the airport at 5 o'clock, and when I go to the restroom, the man who cleaned the toilet is maybe uh, sleepy, so it's, it's, it's not really working very well. <laughs> so I have compassion. I, I had $5. I shake his hand and say, this is for your breakfast. And all of a sudden, he woke up and said, yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. And then I just give. I laugh. Boarding Garuda Airline, going to Jakarta. Next to me was a man from West Timor working in the United States. And we talked, we introduced our, our name, our family, our works, and we exchanged a card, like a name card and everything. And then we just chatting about what we are doing. Fifteen minutes before landing, this is what happened. I was surprised. He gave me red envelope and put it in my pocket and said, Pastor Paulus, this is for you. It's your blessing. Oh, you know, right after landing, I went to restroom again. And this time, it's just to open the red envelope. And I was surprised he gave me $200. Now, I want to say that when I gave $5 to that man, I didn't, I didn't fish. Like I didn't give to get more. I just want to give because I have compassion. But this is what happened. I have compassion to those who have compassion. When you do a compassion act, God will release his compassion to you. So this is the deal. If your neighbor is starving for two days, no bread, no food, and then your neighbor is praying, God, give me food. You know, 
Heaven will never send angels with cheeseburger. There's no kitchen there. Heaven will look somebody that have compassion. So what happened when you move by compassion and you hand in the bread or food to your neighbors, at that right point, you are become a miracle for that family. At the same time, you become the extended hand of God from heaven. That's why I learned significant in life is found when you do something for somebody else in need. And compassion is the best motivation, best motivator to do that. Amen. Are you willing to be disturbed? Your wallet, your budget, your finance. When was the last time you sit down with somebody who needs something and then you hand in something and then you say, Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Compassion not only disturbs your schedule, not only disturbs your wallet, compassion will disturb your emotion. This is difficult. Two weeks after independence in East Timor, I was there. Two weeks. I stayed in a, like a house like a hotel, like a small hotel. And then when I went out in the morning, I want to see the city. The gate is still closed. And out of the gate, I saw four children staring at the yard of the hotel because there's a mango tree. And there's a mango drop from the tree. Those four children, when the gate was open, they just ran and grabbed the mango and eat. And that was f- something for me. So I sat with them and I asked the eldest girl, nine years old, Maria, Maria, where's your mom? I didn't know. Where's your dad? I didn't know. So how do you live? She's working, collecting like a bottle or Coca-Cola can and selling to feed three sisters and brothers. That disturbed my emotion. And for two weeks, their faces stuck in my eyes. And deep down in my heart, Lord, help me to do something. Lord, help me to rescue those orphans. Lord, help me. That disturbed me. I've, everywhere I go, I talk to friends. Let's do something for those orphans from East Timor. And out of the blue, somebody from the United States called me. Paulus, friend of mine watching on CNN. Something happened in East Timor. And this man, Charles Paddington, has been supporting Benny Hinn ministry for many years. When he saw that news, he was moved and he has 90,000. If you can do something for the children, I said, Yes, I've been there. 90,000, I can make two or I can build two orphanages in that area. So we have the first orphanage in the border of West and East Timor because of that. Compassion deserves you. Last thing. Do you know that compassion releases the power of heaven? Compassion releases. You know, I learned in the Bible, in the, uh, in the New Testament, the word compassion mentioned more than 26 times and mostly associated with Jesus. 
Every time Jesus moved by compassion, he stretched his hand to something. When Jesus saw the lepers, he moved by compassion, he stretched his hand and prayed for the lepers. When he saw many, many people hungry, Jesus moved by compassion and said to the disciples, give them food and the miracle happened. Church, I learned something very important in ministry. When you have compassion, don't worry about the rest. When you have a compassionate heart, heaven will follow you and release all the resources, including miracle, sign, and wonders, will follow you. So my friend from the Philippines, by the name Pastor Carlo, literally, he made that t-shirt. And the t-shirt sign is, please, deserve me. And he asked every single church member, once a week, wear that T-shirt, go to the park, go to the mall, and do something for the people. What do you think, Pastor Tony? Shall we make that here? And ask every single person, go, please disturb me. Pastor Carlo gave a testimony. After one year, there are 2,000 non-Christians that join the church because of that. Compassion. In five miracles. Seventeen years ago, my wife had a call from somebody. Do you want baby boy? I had my two girls. I really want a baby boy. It didn't work. We went to a doctor's. My wife was pregnant, but she miscarried. But I remember what the doctor said. If your baby is normal, it will be born in the first week of May 2001. But because my wife miscarried, I forgot that. Maybe not the plan of God. Somehow, 9 o'clock in the morning on Wednesday 2001, a prostitute called my wife. Do you want baby boy? I didn't have money. I just moved from Ambon Island because of the war. No ministry, no salary, no income. But I had compassion. And I said to my wife, let me pray. First thing I, did, I remember when I prayed was what the doctor said. First week of May, 2001. And straight away I said to my wife, let's see that baby. So I went to hospital. Two days old baby boy. I said to my wife, take him home. Two weeks later, we got another call. Do you still want baby? <laughs> Three months, we got another call. Do you still want baby? In two years, we rescued 16 babies. Now, if you know me at that time, I didn't have money at all, but I had compassion. But this is what happened. When we had a compassion, God released His power. God releases His sign and wonders. People from everywhere just blessing our ministry. And now, because of that compassion, we have 12 children's centers. 
And we already graduate 307 orphans from our orphanage. Church, when you have compassion, don't worry about the rest. God will send His miracles, His resources from heaven to enable you to accomplish what God already put in your heart. Do something. Amen. Let me encourage you. You never know your neighbors, your friends, people that you met on the street. They need Jesus. What they need is compassionate heart. Because when somebody has a compassion, God will use you. I close with this true story when I was second years in the Bible school. I went to do church planting in one Muslim village. At that time, there was a man who fight with his wife at night. A Muslim. And God spoke to me, Paulus, pray for them. So I went out. And I went to them and said, what happened? Oh, they lost a key, the house key, after watching a movie in a soccer, like a soccer stadium. And they, they fought. They, all the neighbors went out to see what's happening. So I said, can I pray your, for your door? And I lay hand on the door. This is really what happened. And I pray in Jesus' name, and they pushed the door, and the doors open. I was surprised. Maybe the door is not locked. <laughs> but what happened is that Muslim become Christians because of that. And two weeks later, two weeks later, they came to our church and say, I want to be baptized. There's no river. It's far away from the sea. The only thing we had close to the church is the fish pond. That was my first baptism. Fish pond baptism. But what I want to share, I didn't know that was a miracle happening. What I had in my heart was compassion. So when you have compassion, do something because God can use you. Are you willing to be disturbed? You still have a compassion in your heart? Or you don't care? Church, if we want to do mission, if we want to reach out our neighbors, if we want to use by God, instill the compassion in your heart. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If you have any questions, please email us at admin at victorychurch.net.au.